Hello, my friend. I am Mr. X Dreams, your guide in this place that lives in the twilight between the waking world and the dream world. You're now listening to the Dreamer Cast. Here we explore the stories and ideas that, I believe, connect all human beings across both space and time. Monsters, magic, gods and ghosts, the multiverse. There is more to this existence than meets the eye. But I tell you the truth, friend. Stay with me, and you and I will together witness the birth of new worlds. Welcome to my realm. Welcome to the DreamerCast. Hey there, my dreamers. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to drop me a nice five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps me out, and I would appreciate it very much. And by the way, if you have a paranormal story of your own that you'd like to share here on the DreamerCast, head over to my website, MrXDreams.com. That's M-R-X-D-R-E-A-M-S dot com, where you'll find a story submission page along with links to my merchandise, YouTube channel, and other ways to support the show. If this is your first time here, welcome, my friend. I'm glad to have you. If not, welcome back, my dreamer. I want you to open your mind, listen and consider these stories and their implications. Understand that the machinations of this world may be stranger than you once believed. Now, let's get into some stories and discussion here on the DreamerCast. What you are about to hear are allegedly true stories told by and discussed with the very one who had the experience. Enjoy, my friends. All right, my dreamers, welcome to the show. Once again, you are listening to the DreamerCast. And today we have a guest all the way from area near Manchester, England, who's going to talk about a very haunting experience, an encounter with a fox-like beast in a parking lot of all places. Now, this thing was hit by a car, and you'll be surprised to hear about what happened next. Please welcome to the DreamerCast, all the way from the UK, Scott. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, Yeah, so it was a very odd experience, what happened. Um, You hear all these stories about people, like experiencing cryptids and spirits in like woods and mountains but mine was just in a suburb i don't it's a very strange thing um all the world is a strange place i'm sure many people know that absolutely so um let's let's get right into this this story you sent me an email a couple of i believe a couple of weeks ago and you were gracious enough to um, donate some of your time for for the show because I, I really wanted to talk to you about this experience that you had it's 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 a visceral quality to it and it's it's not something that I've come across very often you know have, seeing some type of bizarre creature in the middle of a populated area where there's roads and there's interaction 
you know, that's I I really am uh, interested in sharing this story with with the Dreamer cast. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you again for coming. So let's let's get right into it. Right. So what happened was it was I believe it was in October in 2013, and it was roughly about 10:30 at night. Um, and I was going to go and see my granddad. Yeah, it was my granddad. And we were going to... My mum, I think my mum made too much food because it was like a big party the night before. And we went to go and visit my granddad to drop some off for him because he's quite he's quite an old man. And sometimes he does forget to eat. He gets... He's a very... Um, what's the word? Arrogant man. So... If you ask him to do something, he won't do it. And he's just, he's very British, let's say that. When we went to go and see him, um, we dropped off the food and nothing weird happened. And I wanted to go and see his two hunting dogs. Um, they, they were Cocker Spaniels, very beautiful dogs. When, I just went out and there was like this strong, like sulfur smell in the air. And... Um, when I went in and asked my granddad what the smell was, he just said it was um, rotting meat because um, what he'd done is apparently he had a rat problem that was like getting in and attacking the rats, um, attacking the rats, attacking the dogs. And what I found very weird was I don't think rats would attack hunting dogs. Like that's a very weird thing for me to like visualize like a rat, which is a rodent that could easily be taken down by one of these dogs being bold enough to attack a hunting dog. So this this was where the first weird thing happened, which was obviously that. And then I went in to go and talk to my granddad. And just as we were going to leave, um, my it stuck with me this. My granddad, who is a very serious man, put his hand on my dad's sh- um, shoulder and said, careful, son. There are some very weird things out there. And I'm a genuinely a very sceptical person. So I like it's not like my area is a rough area, but there have been some very like in the recent years, like crime has been going up, which is quite sad. But I at the time I was just assuming like he was just giving my dad like a warning of like just be careful it's dark out just be careful and then my dad got a message off my mum and said roughly you need to go to the shop to go and get some groceries so we did and it was just it was just a simple night really nothing really weird had gone down so we just drove to the shop and we were when we got to the car park we parked up at like I think it's like the top right hand of the car park which was facing a road and on the other side of the road was a dirt trail and it was right near what we call I think it's a swinging bridge and pretty much it's a bridge that can rotate roughly about 90 degrees to let ships pass because this is on what we call the Manchester Canal and um when we parked up, um, a bulb had gone on one of the street lights, so it was like a blackout area. So there's no light hitting this area at all. 
other than from the shop because the shop has windows and it my dad was in there for roughly about half an hour and nothing and i was just sat there in the pit pitch black and when my dad finally comes back he just gets in the car loads up the groceries into the boot and not a sound other than maybe a couple of cars passing and in the time that my dad had been in the shop the swing bridge had closed and moved to let a ship past so there was absolutely no traffic moving or going anywhere so we sit there for roughly about another 20 minutes waiting for the bridge because there's no point in trying to get out because we have to cross this bridge to go home um so we just sort of sit in the parking lot listen to the radio and then when the bridge finally um comes back around and opens up the road the traffic starts moving we decide we're going to leave so my dad puts the keys in the ignition and the lights come on and there's just this massive gray fox just um in front of my dad's car and this this is a fairly normal thing but it was a very big fox like i'd never seen a fox that big i've seen like a couple of foxes but they were all like very shy creatures and what this creature was doing was very bold like normally when they see street lights or headlights they cower and like try to get away from it um because they're mainly like foragers and scavengers but this one when the lights came on it just stared directly at the car and it was there for i think it was about five minutes and we were just made eye contact with it we were in shock really we'd never seen something like a fox that close because you see them darting on like the side of the roads into bushes but never one like just dead on in front of the car and where the car was like looking there was a small gap in the hedge where the fox was and it was just staring at the car and my dad went look a fox as if i was stupid and (laughs) i knew exactly what it was but I mean, it it was enough to bring me out of it, like because it was it, it was like I was in a trance, like I was just looking at it for like five minutes. I had no idea, like it could have been five minutes, it could have been fifteen. I have no idea how long I was staring at it for. And this is while this is while you guys were waiting for the drawbridge yeah, to this, close. This is why, yeah, this is why while the bridge was swinging round, I think this was just when the because they've got like these barriers on them and they were like lifting up. So this was when traffic was about to start moving again. And I started to get like tunnel vision. Like I just lost my peripherals. I I, hadn't, I was just fixated on like the eyes and they were like a ambery orange and they were glowing. And my dad, he doesn't seem to remember looking at the eyes. He didn't seem to have the same effect as me. But even if I was to ask him like today, he'd still remember the, the fox. But after, after however long it was, my dad decided to honk the horn to get it to like shoe, and it didn't. After he honked the horn, it didn't move. It like it didn't flinch or like jump or anything. It sort of just calmly turned round and walked onto the pavement. Um, so like um, I think was it a crosswalk? It might have been a crosswalk. Um, and it sort of just waited like with its back to the car for maybe about two minutes i'm snapped i'm out of the like trance i was in at this point and i was i just wanted to see what was happening and then after a small gap in traffic it walks out into the road and then a big 
Ford Ranger comes down the road at roughly about 40 miles per hour, which I think is about 65 kilometers per hour, and hits this fox, like, straight, like, in the middle of it. And obviously, because it was it had speed, it did fall and it did get air. But I felt like I was seeing all this in slow motion because I remember I watched, like, the entire, like, on the impact, I just watched the fox, like, bend on impact and then it, it bounced off the road once and then the big Ford pickup just drove over it as if it as if the driver hadn't seen it and it's not like the driver tried to pull off and stop he just plowed just straight plowed through straight it. through it and didn't stop and he just carried on so and then there was now i can definitely say this car saw it in the road because it went to it swerved round it but it did clip its its rear legs its hind legs as it went round so it hit its back legs and it had been completely ran over. So it, at this point, it looked like roadkill. And then me and my dad were in shock, really. we I'd never seen anything die before. So th- this was quite a big thing for me. Like, I hadn't even had a pet die at this point. So this was quite a heavy thing for me. But then after about five minutes at looking at this ball, just this, like, mangled pile of meat on the floor it got up it just completely stood up and it looked a lot darker than it did and a lot bigger as well like it looked very broad now and it just stood up and it wasn't limping and it just walked across the other two lanes of traffic and I was it was just a I don't even know how to describe it. I can't, I can barely comprehend it now. It was such an incredible thing to see, really. Like, it, I was just in disbelief. Like, this thing had just been run over by a massive pickup truck, and then it had its legs crushed. And then it gets up and walks, like, it walks so calmly. Like, it was a very, I'm baffled by it still don't understand like a fox cannot take the impact that it took and get up like nothing can take that unless it may be to bear but it wasn't a bear we don't have bears in the uk so it it couldn't have been a bear and it just it just walked across and after it crossed the road it went onto like the dirt path and it just disappeared into the night. Like, that was the last time I ever saw it. And I, it was a very crazy experience. Nothing after that happened. That was it. There was nothing, like, there was no freak accident on the way home or anything like that. We just drove home, never spoke of it again. That's a really interesting uh, scenario there because, like we said earlier, you don't commonly see things like this happen where there are multiple interactions with other people and it's it's in a populated somewhat populated area mm. how tall or long was this creature that you saw well before or after it got hit like i said the size changed so before it got hit it was 
maybe about three. No, not three. Maybe about. Ooh, I want to say like maybe a meter off. Oh, I, I'm not too good with my measurements. I'm so sorry. Um, like tall off the ground. Yeah. About a meter. Yeah. Like from yeah, its head. I, I think that's pretty pretty tall for a fox. I think. Um. It it was eye level with the car, but like I want to say with like the steering wheel, like just as it was like so it could see it was making a direct eye contact with me dad, pretty much. But then it like shifted its eyes to me, and it was it was. What, what kind of uh, vehicle were you were we you riding? We were in a Vauxhall Mariva. So is that that's, like a sedan or? Like, um, yeah, that's like um, yeah, that's a sedan, I think. Hang on. All right. So, yeah, I'm I'm asking because you know being eye level with a sedan yeah. is kind of different than being an eye level with a pickup truck. Yeah. You know, for example, it, de- I, it definitely was an eye level with the truck, but it was like to the bonnet of the truck. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that what one thing that strikes me as as um, interesting in this story is that you mentioned the Ford hitting this creature mm. initially he just plowed right through it and didn't seem to react in a way that most people would when they're hitting something the car reacted so like he hit it you could see the car jolt and then like he definitely like you i watched the wheels go over it like the suspension reacting and everything but the driver didn't seem to like the driver yeah. just kept on so going. he mu- he must have known that he hit something yeah. but he's yeah either he was just the type of person that doesn't care if he hits things and just keeps going on or yeah maybe he just didn't see had no idea what he hit maybe he just assumed it was like a speed bump or something before the bridge like it makes sense a lot of the bridges in the area do have speed bumps before the bridge so maybe he just assumed it was that um so when you say when you say this creature ended up looking like roadkill did you did you see blood or or exposed flesh or anything like that well did how i want to know how bad was it it injured bleed like there was no blood but it looked mangled like you could see that its legs were in places legs shouldn't be like its legs were bent like up its back and it 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 looked flat like it looks extremely flat compared to how it looked like it might have not been very broad when it was looking at us but it was definitely a lot flatter than it was um its neck looked broken as well because when it got hit it like did a roll and it looked like it did like a cartwheel on it and it landed on its neck and its neck was like upwards so it was pretty bad and it was i don't there was a lot of like bad scratches and like fur but there was no like blood or like exposed bones or skin or anything like that. It... Hmm. So um, I did some I did some research about about this, looking up like a large fox like yeah. uh, creatures, and I the one thing that I came across was saying that the largest fox on the news for the UK that I saw was uh four feet long so like a, a little over a meter long from mm. its head to the tip of its tail which means that it's no way it's a meter tall 
you know so this yeah. this seems like what you saw was much larger than a than a normal any any length because that that four foot long fox is seen as as like a freakishly large fox yeah so what you saw was was uh orders of magnitude larger than that yeah it was definitely very abnormal because i like i said i've seen foxes and the they're like no bigger than like a like an adolescent dog really like um like a golden retriever they're no bigger than that like an adolescent like just coming out of like like being a puppy like they're no bigger than that so this this was like gargantuan compared to it it was absolutely ha- huge um i can't really say it was like how long it was because i saw it like head on like it was facing the car so and the way it turned it was always like on a curve so i'd never be able to give you like exact like length but it took it a while to get round especially because it was like a tight gap in the hedge as well like it was it was only like enough to fit its width into the gap and it so it had to like turn itself and like do a wind it was all it was almost like a snake how it turned but it it was like abnormal that's the only word for it. it was and you're you're familiar with with the way a fox looks i mean you see an, a creature you yeah. know a fox from uh you know a wolf or yeah. a coyote or some other well, type of canine well we don't have that's the thing that's the crazy thing we don't have coyotes we don't have wolves this is really the only type of animal like a fox in the area other than maybe like a wild dog or like a freakishly large cat so there's there's no real other candidate it could be really that's that's crazy you you mentioned in your email um the name the bargast i uh, believe that's yes, how they call the, it how how the, do they pronounce it's that it's the bargahest um, bargahest it's like an Anglo-Saxon shapeshifter. Um, so it it's normally, it can be called a black hound, it can be called a shuck, or it can be called a bargahest. And uh, there's there's tons of names and different... Yeah, different, there's, uh, a lot, there's a lot of names. It's, it bounces around cultures a lot. Mm-hmm. Urban really. legends. Yeah, a lot of urban legends. It's... Um, yeah. And that's, that's the thing that, that makes these that makes these uh, types of stories so mm. compelling to me because it makes me wonder, all right, did someone at some point just say, Hey, you know what guys? And they just make up a story. Hey, I saw a, a giant wolf and you know, this is what it looked like. And, and then people hear that story and then people start saying it and they start seeing it. To me, it it's more reasonable to believe that someone saw something that, in you know, someone actually saw something, or yeah, multiple yeah. people saw an actual thing that led to them saying that. And it's not a lot of times where people just start making claims on you know on mass that that they've seen something and they're making it up out of whole cloth. And yeah. the the fact that there's you know these things I've I've seen so many different names: the Black Dog of Winchester, uh, the Demon of Tidworth. I'm sure the this, one you must have heard of is the Hound of the Baskervilles. Yeah, yeah, which was yeah. a Sherlock Holmes book. Yeah, it's a book. book. Yeah, that, that's 
there's been a lot of things. There's like the beast of Bodminton and things like that, and they just don't really seem believable. Um, but like you don't really believe these things until they happen to you, do they? Like this, this was my experience, but I'm sure like the other people have had odd experiences like similar to this, but people are just like too scared to say. And it's not like I can just claim that this fox is like a skinwalker because it'd make absolutely no sense for like a um American legend, like a na- Native American legend to be in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And so and uh, and trust me, I mean, I can tell, well, the way that you speak about this and the the level of details you're able to recall mm. to me I I feel like that your story is completely authentic and that you you did see something that you know you're you you seem like a smart person you would know if you know intuitively okay what I'm looking at this is a giant fox I know what foxes mm-hmm. look like I know what things are not around here that is a fox and it's way bigger than any fox that I've seen growing up in this area you know, there's there's no reason to to really question that. the 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 weird thing is, it's just this is something that is really bizarre that happened to you. You happen to be there with your dad, and this is one of those stories that's like in these myths with all all this uh you know a uh, the description online of the Bogahest is a monstrous goblin dog with large teeth and claws that appears at night and is basically seen as an an omen of death. See all, all that stuff. There's like some legend that gets folded into these types of things eventually. But mm. at the core of it, it's like, Hey, somebody saw a giant Fox and there's something weird about it. And that's what you, you're basically experiencing the, the baseline, the, the original basis of what became an urban legend later. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I, and it's funny that you'd mention like it's an omen of death as well because, well, my granddad's not died, thankfully, but he's had like a lot of like very strange accidents. Like he's a builder and he works on like in the area and he was working on a house. Yeah, I think he was painting it and out of nowhere his ladder just completely collapsed and it actually threw him into a swimming pool that was also being built so it's not like he was just falling from the height of the house he was falling from the height of the house and a little bit further and it was enough to get him hospitalized and he he was in quite a bad way for a while and as of recently he's just come out of a heart bypass as well so he's just started having really weird heart complications out of nowhere that he's never had before it's not like he's got any genetic issues either so it's it's very weird. That's an interesting. That's an interesting element to the story because your grandfather yeah. was the one that initially warned yeah. you guys about weird things being out yeah. there. So conceivably, he might have he might have seen something, something. similar mm. at well, some point. He keeps a rifle in his house, so there's every chance that he could have seen it, shot at it, and whatever he shot at has decided that it will do its job and try and just bring pain i mean yeah or i mean i always i always try to 
drill down to the core of these types of things and try to find natural explanations yeah, before be you know before we go into the before we go into yeah. the supernatural and paranormal stuff yeah. because to me the supernatural and paranormal explanation is like the last that's that's mm. the last resort you know yeah, if, if we can't if we can't think of any other reason because i'm my mind is working with the details and the facts of this mm. story and i'm thinking okay how did this the the mythology start surrounding these creatures and the way what would make sense to me is someone like say your grandfather sees something really crazy something that that yeah. he can barely explain and then later on whether it's whether it's from you know uh as a direct result of his seeing that creature or not some some tragedy were to befall him or his family and you know a lot of people fall off of roofs and they they get paralyzed yeah. or they die so if someone happened to see this creature and they talk about it and then something happens and then they die all of a sudden that's that's one point towards this sighting of this creature being an omen of death you know what i mean yeah and thankfully for your for your grandfather's situation and for your family's sake it didn't yeah. work out that way which, which is, is great lucky. yeah <laughs> that's awesome and and it but but you could kind of see how if given a long enough time frame something that with what you saw was absolutely bizarre and very hard to explain as it is just by itself but the extra elements can be added into that by whether it's coincidence or whether yeah. it's actually a part of the whole, uh, the big grand scheme of the existence of this creature, we really have no way of deciding that one way or the other. But this is definitely a fascinating uh, encounter that you shared with us. And I have to, I have to thank you again for um, taking your time. I know you're in school and everything. Yeah. And uh, I, I got up extra early just to make sure that I, I wasn't intruding on your schedule or anything to do this interview but i and i'm I very much appreciated <laughs> yeah i i know you're a busy man yourself so i thank you again i mean it's been incredible sharing the story i, I really haven't been able to share it anywhere else and it's been quite in, quite incredible to just talk with you hear what you have to say about it just open my eyes a little bit more and see see if anyone else has anything to add to the story as well oh absolutely i would I, the pleasure and the honor is mine my friend and and uh it's always a great experience for me too, talking to people and getting their individual story from them. I can ask questions. I don't have to take two weeks emailing back and forth. It's mm. this is this is definitely uh, my preference now. Now that I've been doing it this way, I hope you have a great day, man, and and um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know. Hopefully, you don't yeah. have a bunch of homework to do or anything like that. Oh. Don't know the half of it. <laughs> what are you studying? Um, if you don't I'm mind me asking, I'm studying to be an engineer, hopefully automotive. So, um, at the minute, oh, I'm right. at a I'm at a specialist college for it. So, um, they're piling me with the work at the minute, as it's coming towards deadlines and things. All right. Well, let's let's make a new let's make a new urban legend surrounding this uh, giant fox. If you see a giant fox you're destined automatically to become the world's greatest automotive engineer 
of all time. And uh, that's that's what I think is going to happen to you, my friend. And I, I, I wish you the so. best of luck with that. <laughs> and there you have it, friends. Yet another fascinating look beyond the veil. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope I've convinced you to take another step or two down the rabbit hole. Make sure you subscribe to the DreamerCast, so you never miss out on our next unique journey into the realm of mystery. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to drop me a 5-star rating on iTunes. It really helps me out, and I would very much appreciate it. I'd love it if you shared the show with your friends and family, anyone with a taste for the truly fascinating questions that we explore here. If you have a paranormal story of your own that you would like to share with me, head over to my website, MrXDreams.com, where you'll find a story submission page along with links to my merchandise, YouTube channel, and other ways to support the show. Until next time, my friends, I'm Mr. X Dreams, and I hope to see you again soon on the DreamerCast.